You ever have dreams, guys? Really? I mean, like really big, lofty, interesting, exciting, sometimes scary dreams. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about dreams like in the future, like what am I going to do in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 uh, for the rest of my life, whatever dreams. I'm talking about dreams like when you're sleeping type dreams. Um, dreams. Dreams are amazing. Some people don't like them. Some people think they're scary. Uh, we're going to get into that, really, but I like them. I like dreams. I love having dreams. Dreams are fantastic. They're escape from reality. Uh, reality. They are uh, something new, something exciting, something that you don't see in everyday life. Um, oh, hey, the AC cut off. That's good. You know, I always have AC problems. So anyway, we'll get into all that. I'm, I'm deciding to do a second show for this week. Uh, Jesus, guys, what time is it? It is 2.29 in the a.m. I wasn't going to do this. I've been thinking about it all week. Well, since I released the uh, Wednesday podcast, which is, you know, going to be my new release day, Wednesdays. Days. So at least once a week, uh, there may be a, may be a special bonus throughout the week. And that's what this is. This is going to be a special bonus for a Saturday release. Hopefully, if I get it all uploaded and done and encoded and all that kind of bullshit. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I've been having some crazy dreams, uh, sleeping dreams throughout this week. And I decided, you know what, I want to share this and I want to share it while it's fresh on my mind. While I'm thinking about it, so what happens is when I stop taking my uh, the devil's lettuce, is that what it's called? Let me look that up. I was thinking about that while I, I just went to the bathroom real quick before I came back in to do this thing because I had to pee. Sometimes you got to pee, you know, and I was thinking about what I was going to say as far as I was going to say my medicine when I'm not taking my medicine. Uh, devil's lettuce. There we go. Devil's lettuce. Okay. Yeah. So what I was going to say is when I'm not taking my medicine, I tend to have, uh, way, I mean, dreams in general, and then way more dreams because maybe not even way more because when I'm, when I'm on my medicine, uh, the devil's lettuce, let's just put it that way. I don't tend to have any dreams at all. I really don't. I, I probably have dreams. I just don't know if I don't recall them or what the deal is, but Ooh, I just feel like I don't have any dreams and I, I like it when I take a break from taking my medicine for a little while because I do have tons of dreams. And I mean, they are just so vivid. They are so lifelike. They are so enthralling, enthralled, enthralling. They're so enthralling. I think they're enthralling. I'm really engaged. I'm really in them. I'm engrossed. I'm involved. And man, they are just intense. And like I said, vivid. Uh, what's that word they use? Uh, what was that word in Inception? Um, not vivid. 
Lucid. Lucid dreams. That's the, the word I'm looking for. Let's look that up real quick. Lucid dreams. Lucid dreams. Here we go. Okay. Apparently there's a song uh, called Lucid Dreams, and it's giving me the lyrics to it. Well, I'm not interested in that. What is lucid dreaming? Let's go to this website right here. Is it scientifically proven? Can anyone learn to lucid dream on demand? How long does it take? What else can uh, I use dream control for? So lucid dreaming is where you have, um, well, here it is. Lucid dreaming is the ability to consciously observe and or control your dreams. So not only do I have intense dreams when I am off of my medicine, but I have um, somewhat of an ability to control my dreams and I can kind of dive in and out of these dreams at will. You know, a lot of people, I remember growing up when I was a kid, I would have these dreams. Uh, sometimes they were scary. Sometimes they were nightmares. Sometimes they were uh, very pleasant dreams. And I would always try to, not always, but sometimes... Uh, without even trying, I would go back to a dream, and sometimes that would be a nightmare where I would wake up and I'd be like, oh my God, uh, that shark almost got me when I was in the water, and I really am scared out of my mind, and I, I hope I don't go back to sleep and, and dream about that again, and sometimes you just do. You go back right into where you left off. Well, uh, for me, I try and do that consciously, whether... and, and even now, or now, not even now, but now, even if it's a nightmare or a regular pleasant dream or whatever, I try and go right back into it. I don't care what it is. So I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh my gosh, that was crazy. I was falling off of this cliff and I was about to, to dive into this uh, waterfall and drown in the water and there was a shark infested and there was some crocodiles or whatever. I'll, I will try and go back into that dream because I know it's just a dream. And um, I like the excitement of it. So I'll try and go back into that. But especially if it's a pleasurable dream, of course. Um, and I remember growing up as a teenager, you know, going through middle school, high school, whatever. And I would have, you know, a dream about a beautiful woman or some girl that I knew at school or some girl that I didn't know at all. Whether it be having sex or, uh, you know, getting a blowjob or... Whatever. You get the point. <clears throat> I would try and go back into those dreams for sure. And I would, oh, I would close my eyes so hard. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, please, please, can I, can I go back to dreaming about whatever I was dreaming about? Because it was so awesome. And oh my God, please let me go back into that dream. And I never could. I really couldn't. But it seemed like every time I would have a nightmare... Uh, like one time I had this nightmare, I had this giant pool, giant pool of water on both sides. And there was this bridge, a real skinny bridge going right down the middle of this, um, of this circle. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, the diameter of the diameter. Yeah. Is it diameter? Circumference is going around. Diameter is going across, right? And the radius is like halfway across or something. I can't remember. Something I learned in school way back in the day that I've never used again ever. But I, I, I want to say the diameter. So going across the entirety of the, you know, splitting the circle in half. And 
it was a re- recurring dream. Actually, I had this multiple times, and I would dive back into it multiple times after waking and going back to sleep. But I would have a shark infested on one side of the uh, bridge or one side of the circle. And then I would have dolphins on the other side and I would have to be going across. And um, sometimes I would fall into the shark infested side and sometimes I'd fall into the dolphin side. And, you know, one is definitely way better or worse than the other. So that was a constant dream I had growing up as a kid. I remember that Uh, in Pepper Hill uh, subdivision there. Had that all the time. And I, I couldn't get away from it. Like I said, I would dive back into that dream over and over and over again. I would wake up and shake it off and say, oh, please don't go back into that. And then I would. But now, with the lucid dreams, and uh, I'm trying to have more control of my dreams. And, it, you know, I believe really you can do anything with your mind that you want to do. You can you can control your thoughts. You can control your emotions. You control uh, the way you view the world, you can control uh, your dreams if you really want to. And uh, that's what I've been trying to do. So anyway, I get off the devil's lettuce, I get off the medicine, and I tend to have a lot more dreams and a lot more nightmares um, each, which is fine with me. I, I, I rather enjoy it. It's to me, it's like, um, it's like going to the movies. I mean, you're getting to see a different reality, not reality. Obviously it's a dream or a nightmare, but, uh, you're getting to see a different, uh, something different. You're getting to live a different life. You're getting, re- you know, I fly a lot in my dreams a lot. Um, anyway, what am, I don't even know what I'm getting at. Let's, let's take a look at my notes here. Um, you know, what the hell are dreams? What's going on there? I had a, um, uh, when I first got deployed, my first deployment, uh, 2006, when I went to Iraq, Balad, Iraq, um, Balad Air Base was the base, or it was called, uh, Camp Anaconda was the army side of the base. So it was Balad Air Base and Camp Camp Anaconda, Army base. Uh, we were joint located there. There was other people there too. We had Australians there. We had uh, um, some British uh, soldiers there. We had Iraqi soldiers, uh, of course, fighting with us as well. Uh, the Air Force, the Army, the Marines were there too. Um, I don't really remember any Navy there. I can't recall any Navy there. There might have been some, but I don't think so. It was, it was more uh, Marine, Army. Uh, Australia was definitely there. Who else was there? Canadians. The Canadians were there as well. You know, we think of the Canadians as this peaceful country that they never fight anybody, but we had, Cana- we had Canadian uh, soldiers there, uh, females and males, helping us fight the war there in Iraq. Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom, OIF, OEF. What was I getting at? Oh, I had a uh, my commander there in the physical and occupational therapy department there in our, our uh, trauma hospital there in Balad. Uh, Colonel Smith was her name. She was a uh, man. She was a crazy woman. <laughs> she was very interesting. Uh, kind of a hippie, you know, 
a colonel in the Air Force um, as a hippie. She uh, she had this giant book. I mean, like this thick. That was a dream interpretation book. And every time we would come into work, uh, who was there? There was uh, me, um, the occupational therapist. I had another technician there with me, Rhonda. had another technician. Um, oh, what was his name? Uh, we called him Shirley, Sergeant Shirley. Oh, my goodness. How many there? Uh, we had Colonel Smith. Uh, we had another major there with us, a uh, physical therapist. So we had uh, two therapists. We had a uh, occupational therapist and then us three technicians. Who was that? Six of us there in the clinic within the, the trauma hospital. You know, we had three different uh, inpatient wards, um, ORs, the whole gamut. We had every single uh, facet of a hospital that you can think of, we had there. We had x-ray, we had pharmacy, we had orthopedics, we had uh, GI, we had, um, what else we have? Uh, what's the one that de deals with the urinary tract and um, uh, urology, um, pediatrics. We had everything, everything you could think of. But anyway, I digress. Colonel Smith she had this book about this big of dream interpretation. And every time we came into work, she would say, <laughs> she would sit us all down, you know, in between patients or whatever, in between uh, mass casualties or whatever was going on for the day, training, uh, cleaning up uh, humanitarian stuff, uh, uh, building new uh, housing facilities, building, you know, helping with the, uh, to incorporate a gym or, a library or a recreation center, whatever, she would pull us aside and say, hey, what'd you dream about last night? And we would uh, tell her what we dreamt about and she would dive into the book or most of it she had memorized and she would just pull it out of her head and say, oh man, that means this, that means that, that means this. And it was so, I don't know if the, the word would be enlightening, um, but it was interesting. Let's just put it that way. Um, to hear her tell the stories of what a dream meant and uh, really got you thinking about, wow, that uh, that makes a lot of sense as to why that imagery would be there, why that uh, um, that would be looming over your head or why you would dream about that because you had this anxiety or you had this experience or whatever. It's very interesting. So Colonel Smith, uh, fantastic. She had jet black hair. Of course, she had it pulled up into a bun and, you know, nice and neat during the day. At night, she would kind of let her hair down. It was kind of about the middle of her back. Um, an older lady, of course. She was not old, but she was, um, hell, what was I in 2006? I don't even know. 16. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to do any math right now. But um, she was probably in her 50s, I guess, or late 40s. She that was she that old? Doesn't matter. But she had these dream interpretations, and it was uh it was very cool. And uh, I've taken from that experience from 2006, and I've carried that on. Um, every time I have uh, a dream, I will normally pull it up on Google and try and see if I can find out some kind of meaning or reasoning or or pin something to why I may have dreamt that. And it's very interesting, and it and it always seems to kind of line up with uh, 
what's really going on in your life, um, your brain is an amazing thing. I mean, your brain picks up on what's going on in your life and kind of plays it out for you in, in a dream state and tries to help you interpret it and tries to help you deal with it and uh, play it out. So if you have not, I would highly recommend anytime you have a dream, wake up and you have to do this. I mean, I'd have to look it up and you can look it up if you want to, but look up on, because uh, a lot of people don't remember their dreams. You know, you wake up and you're like, oh, I, don't, I, I had plenty of dreams last night and they were intense, but I can't remember what they were exactly. And there's, um, there's a thing for that. I mean, I think I saw something at one point that if you don't remember what you dreamt, like when you wake up, you remember it immediately, but seven minutes later, it's gone like completely, like it's wiped out. Like you took some kind of medication, an amnesia medication that made you forget that entire thing. Excuse me. Let's look that up real quick. Um, how long before, and Joe Rogan, by the way, has Jamie do this for him. He'll say, Hey, look up how long before you forget a dream or something. And Jamie will look it up and Joe Rogan will continue talking with the guests or whatever. And Jamie just says this thing, but I don't have that luxury. How long before you forget a dream? Let's see what that brings up. We dream every 90 minutes throughout the night, and each cycle of dreaming being longer than the previous. The first dream of the night is about five minutes long, and the last dream you have before wake awakening can be 45 minutes to an hour long. All right, I'm going to click on this thing now. That's the synopsis that this website just gave me. But I want to find out how long before you forget what you dreamt about. Because that happens all the time, right? You wake up and you're like, oh my God, that dream was so amazing. And if you don't play it out and kind of recite it to yourself or write it down or whatever, within a certain amount of time, it's gone. It's, you'll never remember what the fuck you, uh, what the fuck you remembered or dreamt about. So, so here's some things. And, um, Blah, 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 blah. Dreaming can help you learn is what number one says. Number two says, just like men, women can have orgasms during the dreams. Number three says, the most common dream, uh, your spouse is cheating. Really? Uh, number four, you can have several, even a dozen dreams in one night. Uh, you just may not remember. Okay, so it's, it's not just uh, one dream per night or rather dozens of them, says experts. Uh, you just may not remember them. We dream every 90 minutes throughout the night with each cycle of dreaming being longer than the previous. The first dream of the night is about five minutes long and the last dream you have before awakening can be 45 minutes to an hour long. It's estimated that most people have more than 100,000 dreams in a lifetime. Number five here says you can linger in a dream after waking. Have you ever woken up uh, from such a beautiful, perfect dream that you wish you could go back to sleep to soak it all up? You know, the dream about George Clooney. Yeah, I haven't dreamt about George Clooney. You can. Just lie still. Don't move a muscle. And you can remain in a semi-dreamlike state for a few minutes. The best way to remember your dreams is to simply stay put when you wake up. 
Remain in the position you woke up in because that is the position you were dreaming in. When you move your body, you disconnect yourself from the dream you were just uh, just 10 seconds ago. And that's exactly what I do. That's a, uh, I'm glad it just said that because that's exactly what I do. I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, that dream is amazing. And I close my eyes and I'm like, just go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. And um, I'll dive right back in and jump right back in exactly where I left off. So there's a tip for you. Even bizarre dreams can be interpreted, number six says. While it can be hard to believe that an oddball dream about your mother, a circus, and a snowstorm can have any bearing on real life, there may be symbolism of potential meaning to be mined in every dream. You just have to look for it. The meaning of our dreams often relates to things we're needing uh, to understand about ourselves and the world around us. Instead of shrugging off uh, strange dreams, think about how they make you feel. We tend to dismiss these dreams due to the strange components, yet it is the feeling we have in these dreams that matters most. Sometimes a circus and a snowstorm are just fillers that allow us to process the range of emotions we feel about our mother and give us the necessary distractions so we can actually experience that spectrum of emotion. Uh, before I go into number seven here, I'm going to open this beer, guys. So I got this beer here. This is a Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Gosa from uh, Westbrook Brewing Company. Give you a little look right there if you can see it. I'm going to pour it into, and we're going to come back to this dream thing. I'm going to pour it into this Oktoberfest glass uh, that I think we picked up last year. I think Tommy, my roommate, maybe picked this up. It's Oktoberfest starting tomorrow. This is not the proper glassware for this uh, for this beer, for this sour, but um, you know what? We're going to meld two different uh, things going on here. So we got a Gosa from Westbrook. We're going to pour it into this Oktoberfest glass. Ooh, smells good. Let's uh, talk about that real briefly. Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Gosa from Westbrook Brewing Company right here in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. It's a sour Gosa. It's fruited. Brewed with strawberry, rhubarb, vanilla, and spices. That's all it tells me. It's a 4.5% ABV. It's got five IBUs. And uh, it's got an average rating of 4.19. Had this earlier today at work. It's delicious. If you have not had this, go out and get you one. You can definitely get the slight uh, burn of the uh, of the spices, the cinnamon there. Uh, you get the vanilla. Definitely strawberry. I'm not quite sure what, what uh, rhubarb is supposed to taste like, so I don't know if I'm even getting rhubarb in it. But that's because I don't know what rhubarb is. I know what it is, actually, because... We had two giant rhubarb bushes growing in front of our house when I lived in uh, Eagle River, Alaska, when I was stationed out there. We always meant to uh, harvest it during the, the proper time of the year and make some rhubarb pie or some kind of bullshit like that. Never did. We never did. But they were uh, amazing little plants. They actually looked very cool in front of the house, but we never did harvest any of it and make any pie out of it, so... We should have. I don't know why we didn't. Maybe uh, maybe that's one reason I got divorced. 
Probably not. But yeah, there you go, guys. This thing is delicious. Get you some of that right there. All right, let's go back to the dreams thing here. By the way, if you haven't noticed, I'm back to my Microsoft Surface. Fuck that Mac that I had. It was, um, I need to get it back to the person that loaned it to me, actually. But it was good for a little while. It did a, a quite a few things that I liked. And um, I liked it in general, uh, the format of it. You know, I'm an iPhone user, so I like the interface. I thought it was uh, cool. But for some reason, this damn um, Audacity just did not like it. I don't know why. Matter of fact, let's check Audacity. Yeah, still running. Hopefully. You know, I thought it was running on the other computer and then all kind of audio would drop out of it and I'd be fucked. But uh, we are about 25 minutes in at the moment. Let's get back to these dreams. So, um, even bizarre, bizarre dreams can be interpreted. We talked about that. Seven, uh, number seven, recurring dreams may be your mind's way of telling you something. You have the same nightmare over and over again. Uh, this guy suggests looking for underlying messages and recurring dreams that you can rid yourself of them. For example, a common recurring nightmare people have involves losing or cracking their teeth. For this dream, she recommends that people think about what your teeth and your mouth represent. To the dreaming mind, your teeth, as well as any part of your mouth, are symbolic of your words. Okay. Paying attention to your teeth dreams, paying attention to your teeth dreams, help you to monitor and improve the way you communicate. Interesting. So that's what I'm saying, man. Go out and get you a book or get you something online, Audible, uh, dig into some Google uh, websites, whatever. You'll be uh, very interested to see some of the interpretations of what your dreams mean. They're not at all what you think they are. You know, you would think that something about your mouth and losing teeth and shit would be about bad hygiene or about bad, <laughs> bad teeth maintenance and that you need to buy some new, uh, some different toothpaste and mouthwash, but that's not what it means at all. According to this thing, number eight, you can control your dreams. Uh, I talked about inception. I talked about that a minute ago. You can take the reins of your dreams uh, according to the results of a new survey of 3,000 people, dream control or lucid dreaming may be a real thing. In fact, 64.9% of participants reported being aware they were dreaming within a dream. And 34% said that uh, they can sometimes control what happens in their dreams. Taking charge of the content of the dreams is a skill everyone has, but it can be developed. And that's what I've been trying to do over the past uh, several years. And I think I'm getting a good handle on it. Why do I keep shaking? I'm, I'm like a, like a meth addict over here. I'm shaking and, and my legs are just going back and forth. Um, blah, 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 blah. where was I? A dreamer researcher and visiting scholar at the graduate theological union in Berkeley, California. The technique is particularly useful for people who suffer from recurring nightmares. Uh, he suggests giving yourself a pep talk of sorts before you go to sleep by saying, if I have that dream again, I'm going to try to remember that it's only a dream and be aware of that. When you learn to be aware that you are dreaming within a dream, you not only have the power to steer yourself away from the monster and into the arms of Brad Pitt. Why is it always a guy? George Clooney is Brad Pitt? Come on. What about uh, 
um, Natalie Portman or something like that or uh, Drew Barrymore. Um, anyway, but you can train your mind to avoid nightmares in the first place. Lucid dreaming enhances your ability to learn from the dream state. And I've learned not to mind. I don't care if it's a nightmare. I don't care if it's a dream. I enjoy the journey. And uh, like I said, I've enjoyed it. I've learned to kind of steer myself uh, through those different dreams and nightmares. So that makes it better for sure. But I enjoy both. I enjoy a good nightmare. It's almost like watching a horror movie. And I enjoy a, a great, uh, beautiful sexual dream or whatever. You know, it's like watching, uh, um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what, would, what would that be like? It's like watching The uh, Princess Bride or something. So, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Number nine. You don't have to be asleep to dream. Turns out you can dream at your desk at work, in the car, even at your kid's soccer game. Wakeful dreaming, not to be confused with daydreaming, is real and somewhat easy to do. Uh, it just involves tapping into your active... Okay, so I don't know. <clears throat> what was I even looking at this website for? Um, I don't even remember now, but we went, went through a bunch of stuff. That's dreams. That's dreaming. Why do I bring all this up, guys? Well, like I said, when I stop taking uh, some medication, I tend to have more dreams. Uh, when I'm taking medication, I don't tend to dream at all. At least I don't re recall them. I don't remember them. I don't, uh, I don't feel like I have any dreams whatsoever. But according to all these websites, I'm dreaming constantly. Uh, so somehow the medication is shutting, shutting off that part of my brain that uh, recalls the dream, I guess, or remembers it when I wake up. Oh, what I was looking up was, yeah, oh, damn it. it, it didn't explain that at all, is how long before you forget a dream? How long are dreams? Why do we forget our dreams? Here we go. Let's see if this says anything. Uh, the reason why you don't do not remember your dreams usually when you wake up is due to the fact that most of our dreaming happens during our REM stage of sleep. And since, uh, yeah, these are just people talking bullshit right here. I want to see some real data. We forget our dreams. That's the same thing. How to forget a bad dream. Interesting facts about dreams. Let's see what this says. I don't know if this is interesting at all, but I find it very interesting. 95% of dreams are quickly forgotten. Animals may dream as well. Negative, negative emotions in dreams are common. Uh, you dream two hours per night. Even those who claim... Not to. In fact, researchers have found that people usually have several dreams each night, each one typically lasting between 5 to 22 minutes. You forget most of your dreams. Here we go. As much of 90%, 90%, what, I don't even know what that word is. As much of 95% of all dreams are quickly forgotten shortly after waking. 
According to one theory about why dreams are so difficult to remember, the changes in the brain that occur during sleep do not support the information processing and storage needed for memory formation to take place. So it's a problem with the hard drive is what the, the problem is. Uh, you know, you're dreaming and it's uh, your brain's just not storing that information, just like this computer. You know, sometimes I'll do, I'll do audio on this fucking thing and it doesn't store it. It doesn't uh, compute it. You know, it's a computer. It doesn't compute it. It doesn't store it. doesn't process it. And then it's it's not there. Same thing with a dream, I guess. Your hard drive uh, just doesn't store the fucking thing. Brain scans of sleeping individuals have shown that the frontal lobes, the area that plays a key role in memory formation, are inactive during rapid eye movement sleep, the stage in which dreaming occurs. So, yeah, that's your hard drive right there, uh, your memory. It's not storing it. Not all dreams are in color. Mine seem to be all in color. I don't dream of, I don't dream of black and white. Uh, there are small people who claim to only dream in black and white. In studies where dreamers have been awakened and asked to select colors from a chart that match those in their dreams, soft pastel colors are most frequently chosen. Men and women dream differently. Uh, researchers found some differences between men and women. Men reported dreaming about weapons. Eh, I don't dream about weapons. Women dreamed about references to clothing. Yeah, I don't do that either. Men's dreams seem to have more aggressive content and physical activity, while women's dreams contain more rejection and, ex and exclusion, as well as more conversation than physical activity. Women tend to have slightly longer dreams that feature more characters. When it comes to the characters that typically appear in dreams, men dream about other men twice as often as they do about women. I don't find that to be true. Well, women tend to dream about both sexes equally. I would say that's probably more in my uh, line of dream. Uh, here it says again, it's possible to control your dreams. A lucid dream is one in which you are aware that you are dreaming even though you're still asleep. Lucid dreaming is thought to be a combination of state of both consciousness and REM sleep, during which you can often direct or control the dream content. Approximately half of all people can remember experiencing at least one instance of lucid dreaming. Some individuals are able to have lucid dreams quite frequently. And that's what I'm trying to, to work on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Blind people may dream visually. Oh, here we go. This is what I'm going to get into here in a second. You are paralyzed during your dreams. REM sleep is characterized by paralysis of the voluntary muscles. The phenomenon is known as REM atonia and prevents you from acting out your dreams while you're asleep. Basically, because motor neurons are not stimulated, your body does not move. In some cases, the paralysis can even carry over into the waking state for as long as 10 minutes, a condition known as sleep paralysis. Man, what a great transition. While the experience can be frightening, experts advise that it is perfectly normal and should last only a few minutes before normal muscle control returns. All right, so let's get into it. So that was going to be my next topic, and we'll probably end with this. Um, I've got some other stuff I'll talk about for the Wednesday release next week that I'll just leave on the on the notes here. But yeah, 
three, three times that I can recall, and I'm, I just turned 47 years old on September 4th. Happy birthday to me. Three times that I, I can recall in my entire lifetime, I've had sleep paralysis, which I just uh, uh, touched on right there in that, um, on this website. Excuse me. Man, how rude was that? Three times in my entire lifetime. Here's the, the cool fact or the creepy fact, however you want to look at it. The three times have been right up here in this loft. I have a, you know, a second uh, level to this loft here in the studio, Craft Conversation Studio. I have a bed up there. I'll sleep up there from time to time. All three times that I've had sleep paralysis have been in this studio, in that upper loft, in that bed. I even did an episode. Um, it wasn't about sleep paralysis, but I did an episode uh, a while back. I was telling a, a friend of mine about it, um, or my girlfriend about it, really, um, here recently that, uh, what was I saying? Oh, I did an episode a while back called The Addict Episode. And um, I just watched a horror movie called The House, um, The Haunting of Hill House. Is that what the name of it was? The House on Haunting Hill, The Haunting of Hill House. I think it was called The Haunting of Hill House. I just watched that. I was going to sleep and I heard all kind of ruckus coming out of my attic space that's up here. In the upper loft, I've got an attic space, that like a walk-in attic thing that goes across. And I heard, it was all kind of ruckus and things going on. I think I had some nightmares that night, and um, I went on a quest uh, the next couple of nights to try and find and see if there was any type of paranormal activity going on in my house, so I did a whole episode about it. I even did some video content that I posted on Facebook where I was uh, going through my upper attic and that walk-in attic, <clears throat> trying to see if I could find any traces of some kind of ghost or paranormal activity or spirit or whatever so you can go back and listen to that episode the attic episode the attic episode um let's see if i can tell you what episode that was so you can go back and just take a look but like i said all three instances that i've had of sleep paralysis have been in this house in this loft or in the studio in this bed I've never had it anywhere else. I've lived uh, so many places. You're offline. I'm not offline, dude. Let's uh, let's turn this off. I've lived so many places in my life. You know, being in the military, I've gone so many places. I've lived in my parents' house, obviously, a few different times. Um, I've lived in other people's houses when I've had some separations back and forth, um, you know, during my marriage. And uh, I've never, ever, 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 ever had any sleep paralysis that I can think of. And three times here in this house, in this loft, in this bed. Let's see. Let's go back. Thankful episode. I need some music when I'm looking up stuff like this. And I think uh, Caleb has said that at one time. We need some like Jeopardy music or something. But here we go. Mm, no, that's 
way too far back. Solo, solo, ask a question. Boom. Obstacles. Leadership, control run. Oh, you know what it is? I'm looking on YouTube, and that particular, that's before I got the video back up and running. I'm looking at the computer. I should be looking at the camera. That's before I got the video back up and running. And uh, it was only on the audio podcast at that point. So, let's see. Man, I really want to find it because I want you guys to go back and take a listen. Because I thought it was a good episode, really. It was interesting. They're all interesting, but uh, paranormal. That's always interesting, right? Good Lord. Where the heck is it? All right, we're going to find it. Right here, we're going to find it. We're going to find it very quickly, and we're going to move on. Because i got to get to bed, man. It's uh, What time is it now? Hell, fuck, it's after 3 o'clock in the morning already. I wasn't going to do this episode, and uh, I was laying down in the bed, and I said, you know what? You, you've been saying you're going to do this thing forever. Just get up and do the goddamn episode. So that's what I did. Oh, here we go. Episode number 44. It's called The Attic Episode. And what's the description on it? Description on it is Brian talks the haunting of Hill House, Ghost, the Paranormal, his excursions with New Brian, which is my son, uh, cheesesteaks, and uh, what his next topics will be. So check that one out. It was, uh, I think, it was very good. It's only uh, 48 minutes long. It's a short, uh, short episode. Get out there and take a listen. Episode 44, the Attic episode. All right, so what was I getting to? So the first uh, sleep paralysis dream I had, I was in the bed, and I seemed to always be laying on my back. And I did read something that said that that's a common occurrence, that a lot of times sleep paralysis happens when you're sleeping on your back. And most times I'm a side sleeper, um, either one, one side or the other, normally both throughout the night. And I'll, I'll do some back sleeping as well. Basically, I'll be on my, on my right side. I'll go to my back. Then I'll go to my left side. Then I'll go back to my back. Then I'll go to my right side. I just kind of keep going back and forth. But all three times I've had sleep paralysis, I've been lying on my back. The first one, I woke. And each time I do it, you know, I kind of describe it as if you can see my eyes kind of blinking back and forth. If you're just listening to the audio, you won't. But just imagine your eyes blinking very fast. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, imagine a Super 8 uh, video or, you know, an old style video where you see just kind of some flickering going on on the tape. Um, and that's that's kind of how I feel when I when I have these um, paralysis dreams. So I have this flickering where I feel like I'm half awake, half asleep. I can see the room, I can see what's going on, but I can't, I'm still kind of half asleep, whatever. This particular instance, I was, uh, you know, the flickering starts going on and I'm like, I'm awake, but I'm not, am I really awake? And I saw this demon on the wall and I can't describe what it looked like. It was just kind of a shadowy figure, 
kind of dark, menacing by the wall. And of course, I'm yelling at it and like, oh my God, get away from me. And I'm, I'm scared. You know, the hair's raising up on my arms, all this kind of thing. Um, it was on the wall and then it was near the entrance to the loft. So I have a, I have a curtain that goes up uh, through this entranceway that goes from the lower loft to the upper loft. And initially I saw the, uh, the image to the left of me on the wall. And then all of a sudden it was at the curtain that I have uh, set up in between the two levels. And I remember uh, when it moved over to the curtain, I remember my right leg. I was uh, trying to kick it with my right leg. And my, my right leg was kind of out of the covers. And it was, you know, kicking at the, at the demon, at the curtain, at the, at the foot of my bed. And I was just trying desperately to, you know, I felt like it was going to start coming at me. And I was just desperately trying to just kick it away. Um, that's really all, all I can remember from the first instance that I had. The second instance that I had, I remember waking up, or I remember hearing a, a bang, like a gunshot. And I remember waking up, same thing, I'm paralyzed, I can't move. And the one before that, the only thing I could move was my, my leg, just kind of kicking the covers up, trying to kick at that demon that it was at the foot of my bed. The rest of me, I could not move, my arms were paralyzed, I couldn't talk, I couldn't uh, utter any words or scream or any of that kind of stuff. The second time, I heard that gunshot, and then again, my eyes kind of opened up, and I started that fluttering, that flickering of a, of a movie of a, of a tape from the eighties, the seventies, whatever. And I kept thinking when I heard the gunshot, I thought it was my roommate, uh, Thomas downstairs. I thought he had shot himself or I thought, you know, he had a gun and it had shot something. But my thought was that he had committed suicide, that he had just shot himself. And I remember trying to uh, call out to him and I kept, uh, my lips were moving. My, my mouth was moving and I was trying to yell out Tommy Tommy, Tommy, um, are you okay? You know, those type of words and nothing, just, uh, 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 just those types of things. No words are being formed whatsoever. I mean, my mouth was paralyzed. Uh, my throat was paralyzed, uh, esophagus, whatever, voice box. Couldn't say a thing. Uh, I kept trying to call out and I kept trying to get up, but I couldn't. I was paralyzed. And that's why it's called sleep paralysis. The um, third time happened uh, just this week. And again, these all happen when I'm not taking my medication. And I have these lucid dreams. So this one, uh, I was laying there again on my back. I was kind of facing to the, to the my head was uh, kind of rotating face to the left. I had my uh, right arm across my chest. My left arm was kind of uh, stretched out beside me. And I thought I heard some, someone coming in, into the room, uh, the lower loft, into, you know, through the doorway. And I kept uh, trying to yell out, um, who's there? Who's there? Who is there? Hello? Is, any, is somebody there? Who's there? But again, mouth, couldn't, uh, couldn't put those words together, couldn't say them. Um, I just vividly remember, you know, again, the flashing of my eyes. I could, I could see the room, uh, through the flashes. Um, I knew it was a uh, light, you know, the sun had just started coming up. 
my mouth was was making those motions, but um, it was just murmurs, you know, coming out. I couldn't get the words out. And uh, then all of a sudden, I felt something, you know, again, I was looking to the left. I felt something uh, sit down and depress the mattress on my right side, right on the edge of the mattress, kind of right near where my butt would be. I felt something sit and, and depress the mattress down. And um, I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't, I couldn't turn. I kept, you know, my arm was here. I kept trying to, to get my arm out of the covers. It was kind of up underneath the, the sheet. I kept trying to move my arm and get it out and, and, and turn over. I kept trying to turn my head. I kept trying to, to speak out and, um, and speak to whoever or whomever or whatever had just sat down on the side of the bed. Nothing. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And eventually, you know, speaking about this lucid dreaming and controlling things, um, I eventually uh, got the will or the power or the energy or whatever to, to kind of shake my head. And I shook my head back and forth to try and wake me up. And eventually it, it woke me up and my arm broke free. And I, I kind of looked around and of course, nothing there, no one there. Um, it's, uh, you just kind of wake up out of it and it was, uh, it's scary. It's scary as hell. But when I think back on it and when I'm talking about it now, it's, it's kind of exciting. And, uh, that was two days ago. Was it two days ago? I think it was two days ago today. Uh, today is Friday, Thursday. I think it was Wednesday night, uh, that I had that dream or early in the morning that sleep paralysis and the next night I wanted to try and have another one of those moments because um, as I said I'm trying to get into this lucid dreaming where I can control my dreams and I wanted to go back into that paralysis and, and try and figure out how to come out of it better than I had in the past and what I've read is the sleep paralysis is protecting you just like I kind of read in a couple of these websites earlier is protecting you from, you know, hurting, you know, your significant other to sleeping in the bed with you or hurting yourself or whatever. Um, your brain is putting you in that paralysis to keep you from acting out and doing stupid stuff during, during these dreams. But I want to try and control it and bring myself out of it um, quicker than I did. I don't want to sit in that, uh, in that state and be frightened like I was for that long. I want to be able to try and bring myself out of that quicker than I have in the past. So that's my goal. That sleep paralysis. So I, I put a question out there on Facebook. How many, uh, how many people have had that? And it's amazing the amount of people that said, yes, 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 yes. So it's a common occurrence <clears throat> and it's scary as hell. If you haven't had it, I don't, uh, I don't recommend it <laughs> if you're scared um, of things like that, or if you're queasy or you're faint of heart, whatever, but I kind of enjoy it. I think it's, uh, I think it's fun. Um, and I think it's fun because I've, I've, uh, I've learned this lucid part of the dreams where I can tell kind of dream from reality. And I realize that I'm just actually dreaming and that I know that I just have to get myself out of it. So it's interesting guys. It is interesting. I've got so much more to talk about, but I spent a lot of time on dreams. This is going to be uh, the dreamy episode, I think is what I'm going to call it. I have so many more things to talk about that I'm going to save for the episode uh, for Wednesday this upcoming week. 
I hope you guys have a great weekend. If I can get this stuff uploaded, you're going to hear this uh, early Saturday morning for your weekend, give you something to listen to. And I'm going to try and produce, um, like I said, at least one show a week. There may be a special bonus uh, episode in there occasionally like I'm doing right now. So I've got uh, got a few people I want to try and get on. But anyway, it's late. It is now, what's the time now, guys? It is now 3.20 in the a.m. I'm going to try and piece all this together and get it out for you. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Man, we're at 52 minutes. Jesus Christ. Talking, just talking about dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. I hope you continue to listen. I hope you find this uh, content beneficial and entertaining and enlightening and all those good things. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, uh, please hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Instagram. You can make a post on Podbean, Spotify, any of the places that uh, this stuff is out there on. Uh, shoot me some I can't even think. Shoot me some uh, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, whatever. And I love you guys. And you know what? I'll talk to you soon.